HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, you're listening to The Farm Report. I'm Jack Inslee. I've been gone for a while, but I'm back and I'm here with the lovely Heather Hyman as usual. What's up, Heather? What's up, Jack? Glad to have you back. I'm happy to be back. It's been a while. The radio station is really healthy these days. Um, A few new shows, good things happening as usual. And lots of beautiful green and vegetables, everything all around us, giving us life and sunshine. Good times in Bushwick right now. Uh, we have an awesome, awesome guest with us today, Kayshari Das. Hello. Hey, Jack. What's up? Hi, Heather. Really glad to have you here live in studio with us. Um, uh, Kayshari is just uh, someone who I'm really excited to have on the show with us today. Uh, she's doing something that I hope many people will um, follow and uh, you know, kind of follow in her footsteps. I'm going to let her uh, tell you a little bit about the company that she recently founded. But first... We're sponsored today we by are. Edwards of Surrey, Virginia. The Edwards family has joined Heritage Foods USA and Newman Berkshire Farm to develop an all-natural product line featuring Suriano hams, Berkshire smoked slice and slab bacon, and Berkshire smoked sausage links. These new products are produced exclusively from purebred, six-spotted Berkshire pigs raised completely outdoors on independent family farms. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. For more information about our good friend S. Wallace Edwards and Sons, please visit www.edwardsvaham.com. Sorry to interrupt you there. Just oh, yeah. House we, cleaning. We've got to always uh, give our props to our, our sponsors there, especially Edwards. Um, well, Kishari, founder of Satva, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Satva is and what that name represents? Absolutely. So um, basically, I came up with the name. I have a, a extensive background, despite my young age, in yoga and Ayurveda, which is the ancient Indian um, science of healing and so forth. So it's a very holistic thing. And Satva, uh, very simply translated, denotes um, a sense of balance, things that are pure, unadulterated. Um, and that's kind of what I'm going for with the menu of items I produce. So let's take a step back. Um, 
in terms of menu items, you are a catering company. Why don't you further on that a little bit more? Sure. Um, I actually think of myself a little more broadly, uh, something like a culinary curator, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of catering. That's true. I also like to operate um, like a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, wherein I, uh, I make soups and focaccia and sorbets. Mm -hmm. Those are my main things. Um, all of them uh, very delectable um, and organic and or fair trade, vegetarian and or vegan, the eco-sexy list goes on. Um, so, yeah, that's the gist of it. Well, well, Keishri is actually the first uh, um, actually chef or, or caterer of anyone of this sort to be a guest on the Farm Report. Um, and there's a reason for that. And it has to do with um, her background and how she decided to get into catering and cooking for people. So can you tell me a bit about that? Absolutely. So um, basically, I, uh, I took a little break from college, uh, your more traditional collegiate route. Mm -hmm. I was going up to Columbia University and studying a variety of things. Um, wasn't my style. I went out to India for about a year and a half. I was working on a Gandhian ashram. It also kind of moonlighted as an organic farm. Wow. Um, lots of political activity as well. So that's where I first, uh, I guess, got back in touch with the earth um, and back in touch with you know, the actual process required in, in bringing uh, food from the farm to the table. Um, I was doing the actual farming. I was cooking for the community at large. Uh, it was great. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, so then when, when you came back to the States from India, what was your next step in, in following this uh, newfound, uh, the, you know, bringing it back to the earth, a new passion for that? Sure. Well, I had been uh, researching farms across the States, across the world, in fact, where I could potentially do some internships. Um, but I, my first route, I went back to school, um, focused more on uh, renewable energy, sustainable design um, to, to get a kind of academic uh, background. Yeah. For, for this new passion of mine um, to make it more sustainable. And, and then, well, I left school again. I started working mm -hmm. in a yoga studio for a few years and made all kinds of amazing contacts. Oh, wow. you know, and across the board, all of them basically share my interests um, in, in this kind of work. So, uh, so, yeah, I started my company a few months ago um, when I decided to start out on my own. I mean, it's it's amazing. We we had a, a, we did a special on yoga uh, last week on the Farm Report, and, and we talked about how many parallels there really are between um, you know the community in yoga and really you know just that, the the being like yourself and really um, caring about you know what you give and and what you also take in, mm -hmm. and um, that that's really awesome to, to continue this conversation a week later. Um, so I guess why don't you, you tell me about like where you went next uh, after you, you went to school and, and decided to, to kind of after the yoga thing mm -hmm. um, continue with the uh, the cooking and the sure. farming. Um, well, so I started a yoga teacher training. I am certified mm -hmm. as a level one and two Reiki healer. There's a lot of interest wow. in alternative healing there, and a lot of it informs my food. Oh. I could talk for hours and hours yeah. on the subject, but I'd like to keep it pithy today. What's Reiki so, healing? Uh, well, Reiki healing, Reiki um, healing. It, it's... Uh, basically a Japanese form of alternative healing. Uh -huh. um, although over there, it's not necessarily alternative. Right, as of such. course. Here it is. Um, yeah, yeah. so you talk about prana, you hear about chi, they have ki. It's also okay. like a Hawaiian concept. So, so uh, just the idea that um, there's this life energy, uh, not to get too airy-fairy or esoteric, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we all have the, the capacity to heal ourselves, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I try to get at with my catering as well. Um, I'm literally trying to cater to people's health mm -hmm. and their well-being, but also teach them, like, 
this is what you can do yourself. This is where you can get this kind of food, you know, organic food. It's actually not that expensive if you know where to go. If you cut out the middlemen, deal with farmers directly, that two farmers in New York State. So, And um, you used the word earlier, curator. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that means you really know where your food at all times is coming from or you know the producers. Is that yes. something you strive to, to do in all of your menus? Yes. Um, I, I know all of my producers firsthand. If there's ever a middleman, it's because I'm wandering around a local farmer's market, say, um, and you know buying uh, produce that's fresh off the truck from the farm um, from people that have been hired by the farmers themselves. So there's hopefully no little to no exploitation going on you know it's it's mano a mano farm to table so how are you connecting with these producers um just by talking to people i love talking mm-hmm. and i just i mean i talk to people on the street all the time i carry a few hundred business cards <laughs> around with me in this little tin i have on the table here and just hand them out and it, you know just dreaming creates opportunities I, so I you're find. like you're like mm-hmm. the times square mixtape rappers of yeah. of the sustainable yeah. catering world I and like when that. i say i'm a curator it's because i throw um you know how i started out was just throwing neighborhood block parties trying to bring nice. community wow. back to community um i talk to street artists all the time i say hey you know i can give you a cut of donations everything i do is donation based mm-hmm. um, when it comes to parties and come over perform like you know let's wow. lift ourselves up by the bootstraps yes. together um, so. the Patrick Martins, the, the founder of this network, he likes to use the, the, the phrase, all boats rise with a high tide. Absolutely. So. I think he also uses the phrase, get everybody drunk to put them in a good mood. Oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's another phrase he uses. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, so um, when did when did Satva, um, when, when did you start this company and, and what have you been doing since the inception? Um, so I started it in May, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like such a long time ago. Um, and the first thing I did was to talk to Miriam Haas. Uh, she is the director of sorts of community markets. It's kind of a conglomeration, collaboration, I don't know, uh, collective <laughs> of about 29 markets through um, New York City and Rockland and Westchester counties. And I wanted to be a vendor at a farmer's market. It was very simple in my mind. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be a vendor of soups and focaccia and sorbets that I would be making myself. I am a one woman show. I have lots of people who generously donate their time and energy, but yeah, all made myself, all made fresh. Um, no preservatives, no additives, you know. So did that happen? And so what happened was I, well, my Mm -hmm. biggest obstacle basically was obtaining a commercial kitchen at the time, which I have since done, thankfully. Congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. So so in the meantime, what I did was I just, as I said, started organizing block parties just to get my neighbors introduced to my tastes and get the word spread around the neighborhood itself. And what neighborhood was this? This is in Austining, New York. Um, I am based in Austining, which is in northern Westchester County, right off the Hudson, as well as Brooklyn, where I live with a few like-minded yogi and, mm-hmm. you know, culinary souls. Oh, great. So quick question, though, for this farmer's market vision uh, that you had, w- was it more to sell big portions or like hot plates ready to consume right then and there? Um, actually, cool summer ready, you know, like chilled soups, for instance. So I'm there. And, uh, and, and you're can... there. You can have it right out of the mason jar. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um, I do try and keep things at a, at a price point that um, like, what is the, the pricing situation like? Because I noticed on um, your website, you talk about organic foods mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and some people are always concerned that that, that that comes with a high price tag. Yeah. 
Um, well, in an ideal world, my things would be priced according to a sliding scale where mm -hmm. I would just believe <laughs> my consumer when they told me, oh, I don't have the money for that and yet I would love to eat it. Um, but uh, I keep things very affordable. It's, it's comparable with what you would um, find at your bodega, for instance. Like, uh, I'll give you real numbers. Let's see. Um, a 16-ounce uh, jar of soup could easily go for six bucks. And they get to keep the jar? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Right. And I have all kinds of incentives. Return the jar, get a buck off, la-di-da. Um, well, yeah. I guess I was glad to say when I opened up that other people should be following in your footsteps when they decide to do something uh, along these lines and catering. Um, really knowing and being able to tell everyone that's coming by your, your stand or, or so, you know eating something off your menu where that they all know where the food came from and that you have a relationship with all these producers is um, really important. Um, I'm just wondering, have you, have you ever spent any time on a farm here in the States? I have, yeah, um, quite a few, but not a significant amount of time. I've always been a day visitor, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to change that. <laughs> and has it been mostly on the East Coast, or have you had a chance to travel the country and see Traveling the country, actually. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, I've just seen different terroirs and, and, mm -hmm. and landscapes and things of that sort. Yeah, I've taken Greyhound across the country numerous wow. times, actually, since April, and I That's literally awesome. came <laughs> off a Greyhound bus off of a three-and-a-half-day journey and started my company I decided you know never again do I want to eat mm. this nasty nasty oh, food man, yeah. prepared by people I stops. don't know yeah um, and I had taken you know this huge bag of food like pounds and pounds with me and we had all these potluck <laughs> parties with ex-cons etc in the back of the bus nice. um, so it was really great but there comes a point where you're sharing your food with 20 people and you run out oh, um, yeah you so, tried <laughs> yeah that was one of the actual like you know right there right then impetuses impetus uh, for starting my company yeah a retaliation against all that food you're eating. Mm, high fructose corn syrup. Oh, dear. <laughs> Negative. Um, so what's one of the most beautiful places that you've been to? And what's one of the, the like uh, most interesting things you've taken away from one of these visits? Um, well, so one thing I haven't mentioned yet is the social justice uh, aspect of mm -hmm. my catering company. Um, I, I specifically want to serve the quote unquote underserved. Um, I think I uh, that everyone, frankly, is at risk. Some people are just at higher risk than others. And so on Greyhound, for instance, I've come across a lot of uh, mm. single mothers, battered women, et cetera, people straight out of prison who have such you know, beautiful ideas for how they want to live their lives. And, and um, although it seems kind of weird and, and maybe disconnected, what does catering have to do with that? Well, mm. I mean, I, was, I felt like a yoga therapist for oh. a few years, you know, working in these yoga companies in New York. Um, and it was like yoga was my medicine of choice. Thing is, I can tell people till the cow, cows come home, like, mm -hmm. yoga is for you. And most of the world is not going to believe me. Right. That's fine. Um, that said, everyone needs to it's eat. the same thing in the food world, though, too. Yeah, <laughs> same thing in the food world, but everyone does need to eat. Mm -hmm. And so the way I see it is kind of demystifying this whole process and, you know, being very transparent about my production process, about, as you were saying, letting people know where I source my uh, ingredients, if not from my own garden, from mm. local co-ops, from farmers, etc. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to work with these underserved populations in particular, not just the people in, who are already going to Whole Foods or already right. you know, going yeah. to their local co-op. That's great, too. But that's kind of where my focus lies awesome. when I have focus. Oh, wow. Well, we've got lots more to talk about with you, Kesheri. Um, I'm super excited to hear more about what you've got going on. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back live every Wednesday at 5, Heritage Radio Network, Farm Report. We'll be right back.
are back, rocking out here. Jack is loving the music oh, today. Man. Music courtesy of uh, of Wayne, Stephen, and the boys of the Flaming Lips. Uh, myself and Dan were actually at the Flaming Lips show last night, Terminal and 5. And he is still glowing with excitement. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go, man. Oh, man. Oh, All right. Well, we are back with the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. We've got an awesome guest with us today. Her name is Kaysheri Das, in case you're just tuning in. She's telling us all about her culinary curation and things of that sort. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, her own farm, that, or her own garden um, mm. that she has in the backyard um, of uh, where she lives in upstate. A garden or farm, depending on well, how Well, depending on how much yeah, you've sold your it's a modest farm. It's a micro farm. There you go. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> micro people. I'm a small girl. Yeah, so we're, we're up in Westchester. And what have you got growing back there? So I have, everything's organic, by the way, grown from saplings from local producers. Um, hmm. Lots and lots of varieties of tomatoes at the moment. I have a huge <laughs> on pounder lap. on my lap helping yeah. keep me grounded. What, variety, <laughs> what, what kind of tomato is that? Well, this is an heirloom tomato. Um, Do you know I what don't remember what variety exactly. Hmm. I actually have more than 15 oh, wow. um, in my small little tomato plot. Oh, so uh, we also have some cherry and grape tomatoes on the table right in front of us. I'd pop out of my mouth right now, but yeah. you'd have to hear me chew. <laughs> Get it visceral. Um, so, yeah, a whole bunch of tomatoes, a whole bunch of different kinds of peppers, um, sweet peppers, spicy peppers. I have eggplants. I have a mm. zucchini that's exploding right now. I have mm. some cucumber, um, a lot of different herbs, which I keep in planters on my porch. Are so you I drinking can bring them. basil water right now? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is from my garden in Brooklyn, where at the moment I just have herbs with my roommates. Uh, there's basil and some mint in there nice. um, that I'm keeping in a mason jar. Where in Brooklyn? Uh, it's in the Prospect Heights area, very close to Eastern Parkway and Brooklyn Museum. Very cool. Um, so you said you, um, local, I mean, you said saplings, organic saplings from, uh-huh. from your neighbors. Is that seeds? Um, saplings as in, so the way I think of it, uh, well, you can have seeds, right? Mm-hmm. That's like having your own baby, basically keeping mm-hmm. it in the oven for nine months okay. and popping it out. Unless, yeah. Okay, so they basically <laughs> so started saplings, it. it's like they started it and then I adopted a toddler um, and then planted it so in my own garden. So you it yeah. in your own yeah. garden. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Cool. So you... Um, They've all sourced these seeds, and they all knew where they came from, yeah. just like everything else. Uh huh. Yeah. Wonderful. Very cool. So now, do you use any of this stuff that you grow in in your company? I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, my garden. Well, so here's this. Mm-hmm. My my uh, territory in Austin, uh, it being in Westchester, it's somewhat limited in size and scope. Um, it's just half an acre of land, most of which is covered by a house. Okay. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But uh, so it's, it's a, as I said, a very modest garden in size. Um, but I do use a lot of the herbs in my cooking. Um, and the lavender, I have all of these crazy, uh, unique sorbet recipes floating around my head with that I lavender. want to experiment with. So one of them is lavender, lemon, and poppy. Um, another one is strawberry with violets um, so I've yet to get my violet garden started wow. but I have a lot of neighbors with gorgeous violets they say <laughs> so uh, I never even really I guess I just never understood how you could even put that into to food but I know there's yeah, amazing flavors tinctures so. concoctions it's mm. like you basically make a tea like lavender that's something you don't want to put the leaf directly in your food right. it can actually make you very sick so if you, you consume it directly but you extract the essence of it okay. beautiful yeah. we got a talented oh. chick next to us right now <laughs> do some voodoo magic yes. so, uh, so I'd love for you to take us through an example of one of uh, the events that you had catered Sure. Um, so I've uh, kind of initiated um, a relationship with the local boat club in Austining, uh, in, again, in northern Westchester, right off the Hudson, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's some good clientele. Yeah, well, these are people that 
are uh, they love to eat that's for sure <laughs> they don't necessarily always eat the things i eat um right. you know very heavy with the meat and and all of that and as i had said earlier i tend to i tend towards vegetarian and or vegan mm-hmm. um but yeah that said they've they've been open to my presence there as a caterer um my parents uh, used to own boats and uh so i've been kind of like an ancillary boat club member for the past 10 years or so and finally became one on my own terms uh, just recently um so So, uh, getting back to your question, Mm. um, I recently co-hosted a Pampered Chef event. It's kind of similar to a Tupperware party. It's like uh, you have catalogs of these these culinary uh, equipment that you're using, um, and there are different ways in which you can demonstrate usage of these different culinary tools. So, for instance, you might have a mandolin showing you how to very efficiently, you know, dice a carrot or slice a tomato or what have you. Um, The way... So, other people then do it with you yeah well the way we set it up because you can just do the demonstration huh. yourself have people like look and drool and stare and then oh, eat at the no end of the fun. thing but that's no fun <laughs> um i i love hands-on demonstrations myself that's how i learn best so the way we set it up was to have different workstations and you know have people cut up on and dice and chop all of the mm. raw ingredients themselves and then kind of walk them through the whole process of making the focaccia for instance mm-hmm. um with, uh, let me give you an example. We had some sun-dried tomatoes that they chopped up, some vine tomatoes that they sliced up. Um, there were frazzled onions that were made. Uh, there was frazzled. some pesto. There was uh, frazzled, frizzled, yeah. Stressed out onions. Um, <laughs> there was some bosque pear, you know. So we had all of these different ingredients. And then I had pre-prepped the dough just because it takes a few hours to mm-hmm. rise. Uh, but, you know, everyone kind of chose their own toppings, did their own thing, and then enjoyed it all the more at, uh, towards the end of the event. Wow. It was It was great. That does awesome. sound a lot of fun. The and joy was palpable. <laughs> during the break, you said something about uh, a fire, a fireman <laughs> party yeah, with, with yeah. chicken. <laughs> yeah, chicken. Oh, man, my bane. I do love me some chicken as much as I try to keep things clean and vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of my first catering events. Um, it was located at a firehouse, and uh, the lady, Martha, who was throwing the party, a wonderful soul, she was doing this in honor of her daughter, who is graduating um, from her master's degree as well as getting engaged, so wow. double whammy. Oh, okay. um, so, so there were no firemen. It was there just a were, fire hall. Well, it was in a fire hall, and her husband is the one connected to the firehouse. He's a volunteer fireman, and there was the potentiality of having a whole crew of firemen come over. So that's Whoa. where you know the flexibility of my company comes in, because... Mm-hmm. She and her daughter are totally digging everything I believe in. And whereas it, it seemed as if, you know, the other people coming to her party could possibly take a little more convincing. So she was really worried. Oh, I think we need to get pounds and pounds of chicken and, you know, so on <laughs> and so forth. And, yeah. yeah. And exactly. in, in the 12th hour, I mean, it can be hard on the caterer, but uh, that's why I do yoga, right? <laughs> yes. We were literally changing things until the last minute, mm-hmm. and, and I think everyone really enjoyed the event across the board. Um, selfishly speaking, I loved it. Uh-huh. That uh, sounds great. I've never been to any kind of catered event at a fire hall or anything that didn't include, like, either lasagna, yeah, like trays right. of big trays of whatever stuff. So. Yeah, because the husband, he was all about hot dogs and hamburgers, yeah, and I told her, lady, I'm sorry, I mean, I love them myself, but that's not what I do. Yeah. So that's where I won't make a compromise, right. you know. Um, if, if they wanted me to buy locally sourced yada, 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 I would have gone in for it, but, you mm-hmm. know. Well, you got to stick to your what they mission were. Yeah. so that you, you know... Um, you could just you know produce what you what you believe in um 
I just had a question that I was really excited to ask you, and it just <laughs> escaped me. You got distracted by chicken. I must have. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, so so, what types of ways do you try to promote this to other people and try to, you know, catch some fire on this idea and spread the word? It's very much word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I came here via someone I had seen maybe three years ago at a party I hosted right down the street at McKibben Street, mm-hmm. um, and and mm-hmm. we hadn't met for ten years prior, uh, so we we knew each other from fourth and fifth grade. Um, so uh-huh. a lot of this has kind of been happening. I call it synchronicity. You know, I just as I mentioned earlier, once again, I love talking to people. Um, so I just throw myself out there and I say, "This is what I'm about. What are you about?" Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I try to listen actively instead of passively I think there's a lot of trouble with that you know I'm, I'm very talkative obviously <laughs> but um, I, I place a high premium on actually listening to people and then seeing where we can kind of take a walk together for a while yeah. you know I mean the fact that you were able to take and extract so much out of your Greyhound trips and the people that you met yeah. on the road like when we asked you that question um, uh, you know about like some of the places you've been to you didn't even like mention the farm you mentioned the people you met along the way yeah and that right. was like your boom like you got off the bus and you were ready to kind of change the way like some of these people were eating and that was your inspiration mm-hmm. and that's pretty awesome and, and I really respect that and uh, it's all about making that change and really trying to, to, to you know share share what you what you your, what you have a, you know a passion for and then what do you what do you where do you see yourself in a few years what's your plan like uh, you know like a five-year plan for this company and yourself um, so, <laughs> funnily enough, I have dreams of going to medical school in India. Ah. Um, oh, I, for someone that doesn't like school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it has to do with the whole Ayurvedic concept behind sattva. Um, I, I want to better inform um, my company, my creations, culinary and otherwise. There's the social justice thing I also mentioned. So, um, sattva was always meant to be seasonal, uh, to, to kind of run alongside outdoors farmers markets in the greater New York area. So, let's say from April until December or so um, and then the rest of the year you know I would travel and, and meet new catering. people take my catering internationally so <laughs> not to seem unfocused I am in fact very committed to this project and so I I'm, I'm kind of trying you know kind of grasping at all opportunities that present themselves to me right now within limits of you know 24 hour day um, mm-hmm. but uh, where I want to go in five years um, I, I want to you know do my catering I, I want to spread the word as much as possible um, I actually I, I, I want to keep it relatively small in that I want a, a lot of people to know about it but I want to know my consumers yeah, you directly keep your hands you know? on it. I want to keep my hands on it I want to keep the integrity of my vision intact um, along the path and, and yeah just do my parties and, and work with farmers farmer markets you know Okay, well, my question so, came back, but I'll make sure. it hopefully just a quick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're running out of time. Um, did you grow up in, in, a, in a household where there was an emphasis on what you ate or, or what your like was people were people cooking around That's a your great whole life? question. Yeah, um, something that I always took for granted was that we always had dinner together, and mm. you know. Uh, my, I'm, I'm a first-generation American. My parents you know, had to go through a recession in the 80s as immigrants. It was extremely difficult, you know, evictions up the wazoo mm. or faced with the possibility of that anyway, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so not to paint a sob story, but, mm-hmm. you know, through thick and thin, we always had our family dinner, yeah. you know. And then I go to high school or middle school, I realize that's not that's the case with my friends, you know. Totally. Um, they're having dinners with, like, TVs in front of them in five different rooms of the house. It totally Picking baffled me. Picking it up me. on their way home. Yeah, exactly. soccer or whatever Uh uh-huh your microwave dinners and what have you and so it's funny my closest friends though have always kind of shared that same kind of family uh family commitment um family oriented or culinarily oriented 
commitment. Um, and it just comes naturally to them as it comes naturally to me. Well, I wow. mean, super special. Um, I really, and I'm so glad that you came by the studio to tell and us a little bit about real what quick, you do. Because we haven't, said, <laughs> we haven't said this on air. How old are you again? Oh, uh, 23. 23. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There have been plenty of guests what, on this what? network, uh, almost twice your age, who were half as accomplished. So. Yeah, I keep it going, girl. I mean, this is amazing. I would love to um, tell people how they could, you know, hire you f- for for a party or, yeah. or learn more about what you do or just get in touch with you because you know there, there's lots of opportunities here. For yeah. Why don't you tell us uh, all the Facebook, Twitter, you know, whatever we can find spot. Um, So you can find me on Facebook under the name Sattva. That's S-A-T-T-V-A. And then on Twitter, Sattvic Soups. Sattva was taken. So S-A-T-T-V-I-C Soups, S-O-U-P-S. Blogspot, Sattvic Succulents. It gets longer and longer. Um, I'm sure we can post some links yeah, online. Basically, so check, check out our check website at the end of the show. Or you can You'll email us, info at heritageradionetwork.com. We will connect you with K. Shree. Definitely. I um, hope there is. We and, got one, more. Uh, one more thing. There was one more thing. I just wanted to plug um, two near and dear people to me, uh, culinarily, creatively, etc. very quickly. Mm-hmm. One of them is Ethan Frisch. I just met him recently, an old high school dear friend of mine. He started an ice cream company called uh, Gorilla Ice Cream. Hmm. Um, you can also find him on Facebook, etc. And uh, it's, yeah, it's well, all about well, social profit above all else. So that's one thing. Um, and then Craig Purdy, he runs a, a, a little joint called Umami Cafe that's up in Croton on Hudson mm. um, in West Chester and farm to table kind of guy really really amazingly supportive you of said he was a mentor of yeah yours. yeah local initiatives small businesses etc so well, thanks so much um, we will be back um, actually we're going to probably take two weeks off we'll be back towards the end of August um, but this is the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report you can listen to us Wednesdays at 5 and for always and ever check our archives at www.heritageradionetwork.com we are going to say thanks to Dan for producing yes. and Nat for engineering today and- and every second Friday of every month, you can catch myself and Nat the Engineer as Knife Show doing our full service party yeah. at Tandem Bar around the block. What's up, Bushwick? Good vibes all right. to you all. Thanks, Thanks. for tuning in. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye. She submits as she dominates.